Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. episode of Cause Talk Radio, I chat with Engage for Good president, David Hesekiel. In addition to being a COVID-19 survivor himself, David, like all of us, has had to make a few changes in the way that he works. We discussed switching an in-person event to a virtual one, the most impactful corporate social impact campaigns right now, what nonprofits are saying about their partnerships amidst the crisis, as well as what the future of corporate social impact looks like once the dust has settled. Well, hey, David Hesekiel, welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. It's great to be here speaking to you live from the Engage for Good bunker in Rye, New York. <laughs> from my bunker to yours, exactly. sir. <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to welcome you back to the land of the living. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, poor David Hesekiel got bit by the COVID bug and was just a very sick puppy for multiple weeks. So we are so grateful that you are fine and back and your normal jovial self. But uh, geez, what a... Well, poor, yeah, poor well, and, and thank you because uh, you, you do such amazing work with Engage for Good throughout the year. But uh, you had to carry my water as well because I was so out of it. So if I could, as a public service announcement, if I could tell you, take this social distancing and other measures one can take seriously because I was very lucky it never became a respiratory illness, which I live in Westchester, New York. Hundreds of people have died in this area. Thousands have died in New York. From, and that's just a matter of luck in, and, and, and what your, your, your health profile is. But even though I didn't have that, I was really sick. And not something you'd wish. No, you know, I lost 15 pounds, which is a really good thing, but this is not the way to do it. You know, have your mouth, uh, surgically, uh, laced together or do something. That'd be more pleasant than what what COVID is. nasty. So yeah, but I'm back. I know when David is not checking his email that it must be really bad. And we, we've joked because I realized what a workaholic I am, uh, because, you know, I was, I was hallucinating. I had long periods of fever believe it or not i was hallucinating that i had the superpower of being able to read my emails in my head (laughs) other people are thinking about being on a caribbean island you know and drinking margaritas no i was thinking about email so yes my email it's back well, like I said, I knew it was bad when you weren't checking your email. Well, welcome back. We're, we are glad you are well and uh, here to share the experience with our listeners. So um, we at Engage for Good have had to switch our live event that was supposed to be in Austin, Texas for the first time to a virtual event. So I was hoping you could talk to our listeners a little bit about what to expect and um, you know, maybe a little bit about why you're excited about yeah, a virtual yeah. event. No, it's everybody out there 
is experiencing this in their lives. In fact, every day I'm talking with people about different industries they're involved with, et cetera, family situations with all sorts of implications that I never anticipated. And right. when the COVID thing finally went from uh, uh, something in China to something in China to Italy to, oh my gosh, this is really impacting us. Even then, back in sort of mid-March, we were thinking, yeah, but we're at the end of May. How serious could be. it be? It's a two-week thing, right? Wrong. And so, <laughs> uh, fortunately, we, um, we have a good partnership with, with the Hyatt Hotel where we were supposed to hold this, and everything is shut down. That was the other thing. We were in Austin. We had just been in Austin for another conference, and they could shut down South by Southwest. And when they do that, you know it's serious. You know it's serious, yeah. So, uh, as as you know, insiders, I'm sharing with all of our our people. <laughs> you know, a lot of us have had to go to this. Okay, there's a new normal. We're going to, and then you fill in the blank, and you're not making it up. But a lot of the details have to be anyway. We are. I am very excited because we went from a we're going to hold a virtual conference to. Oh my gosh, we've got some great things happening and we're really thinking about how to turn this into an, an event that will get people energized and excited and inspired and deliver them relevant content. It's not the same. I love, I've been, this would have been the 18th time that we've gathered people together and I'm hoping that in 2021 we'll be able to do that again. But it's a one day event, but it's, it's probably, it's between four and five hours. So it's not the 48 hour event. If you don't sleep, uh, that happens <laughs> when we're together. Some stories I could tell you from the hotel bars over the years. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, everything will be recorded. So yes, we are expecting and hoping that everybody will stay for the entire event. If life intervenes and you need to take a call or do something. Everything will be recorded, and uh, one of the benefits is that uh, you can you can check back. Um, we have some amazing speakers, and the the conference program is now available at engageforgood.com. We literally just published Yay. it yesterday, and yep. it's a terrific program. Um, and some of this is out there, and some of this is still being created. Well, we are creating a huge amount of interstitial content uh, to get people excited, to get people involved, to get people out of their chairs. Um, and and, and I, I think that that will lift this from a ho-hum sort of, oh, okay, yeah, another Zoom meeting. It's going to be a, a really terrific thing. Um, we've picked some elements from the original program, such as uh, keynotes by our Golden Halo Award winners. The chief communication officer of Levi Strauss, the CEO of Habitat for Humanity. And then we've also added some new elements uh, to the program, whether it be uh, cause marketing slash purpose marketing, uh, pioneer Carol Cohn, taking a step back and helping us understand where we've come from, what was happening pre early March, and using a little bit of crystal ball to think about where we're going. Um, 
but it's 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 it, it, it's a very very exciting conference. And in order to create that ability to bond with other people, that is such a big part of going to conferences. We're creating a whole slew, about five days of bonus content that is going to happen in the days before the conference and then also stretch out afterwards. But the pre-conference elements in particular are going to take registrants and allow them to sign up to be in small breakout rooms, virtual breakout rooms. They'll be able to see other people and either have networking type of events or special interest discussion groups. And we think that that's going to really turn this into a very uh, much richer experience. Well, and one of the things we should point out is on this very podcast, this is one of the things I'm most excited about because we have an awards program called the Halo Awards. And every year we get a lot of flack for like, well, that you just like ran them by us so quickly. We didn't get to learn anything about, you know, all these winners because they're, you know, there's a decent amount of them. Um, so one of the things we're going to be doing is interviewing Halo winners on this podcast, on this very podcast, yes. to learn about uh, their case study. So that will be happening as post-content, uh, post-conference programming. And I'm particularly excited about yes, that. Yes. And like all Cost Talk Radio episodes, they'll also be archived. Correct? That's right. So that people... yes. You will get to hear them, yes, at your convenience. Yeah. Um, well, one question that I've been asked a lot, I'm, I'm curious to know how you answer this, because I'm sure you and I might answer it differently. But <laughs> um, I think people are getting a little... Um, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it a car, a car crash, COVID. Like, you can't look away, but you don't really want to be gawking like it's kind of i kind of feel like it's kind of like that like people are a little bit coveted out they still want to know what's happening but they don't want a hundred percent of their time to be spent on covid so how would you answer the question like is the conference going to be about social impact covid stuff uh so i would say that it's a hybrid you know one of the things that is so fascinating right now is to see how different entities businesses and nonprofits, are walking this very narrow pathway of how do you do things that seem appropriate to the time um so it would have it would be crazy to have just said okay we're going from a real conference in real life conference to a virtual conference and it's going to be the exact same program that we were going to have because yep, exactly. although that was i mean we we worked uh, mightily to create that program some of it just at this moment doesn't feel at the height of relevance. Um, on the other hand, uh, I, as much as I can get depressed about what's going on at the moment, I do believe that there is going to be life. We're not, it, we're, it, this isn't the Middle Ages, this isn't the, the, the Black Plague. I think that we, we will find ways to move on and the spectrum of uh, of, of topics that we are talking about, the causes that companies have supported and built into their models uh, will reemerge in a louder way that is not only oriented towards how do we deal with the pandemic. It is going to take a little while. But so for all of those reasons, there is also evergreen type of material within the conference program, certainly tinged with the overlay of COVID. <laughs> Going to use that. Well, and like, I, I think one of the things too to point out is, for example, we have Derek Feldman right. speaking about, because okay. it turns out there is actually an election. You're kidding this year. me. <laughs> In theory, 
in theory, there's still yes. an election. So, and I know that he's doing a little bit of a hybrid as well because it's, you right. know, he's talking about engaging youth around elections. So there's going to be a, um, you can't talk about that without talking about what they're, you know, what they're worried about in terms of the a pandemic. A super session that is going to be held talking about communications strategies uh, yep. in which we're having Melissa Anderson of, what's it called? Pu- uh, Public, Public Good. Good. Yep. Um, and uh, a, a representative of Postmates. Some of that will be done in the context of COVID, but all, you know, it's still going back to the strategies that we need to be thinking about. How do you talk about issues uh, in a way that achieves all of your goals? Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. My guest, David Hesekiel, has a book recommendation for you called We Fed an Island by Chef Jose Andres. David said one of his heroes these days is Jose Andres, a successful chef and restaurant owner who has dedicated himself to helping feed hungry people when disaster strikes. According to David, We Fed an Island is his account of his adventures helping to organize food distribution efforts in Puerto Rico after the island was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. Filled with very human stories of making things happen in the midst of chaos, David says it's an inspiring read. You can download We Fed an Island for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. David, what are some of the most powerful corporate social impact campaigns that you have personally seen come out of this crisis? I know that a lot comes across your desk every day, but um, what stood out to you? I was thinking the other day that I am so thankful (laughs) for so many things that I am not the CEO of a major corporation or a CMO right now because the challenges that they are facing where literally people there, there, many of them have had to furlough workers. They're trying to figure out how to keep the lights on. Um, they're dealing with em- employee issues more than probably they ever have. And yet at the same time, they realize, and I've been seeing more and more data come out about this, that you can't just completely allow your brand to lay dormant. You, because they're, is going to be a time when more co- commerce is is happening, and if you uh, if you if, if, if people kind of have forgotten you, um, it's 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 going to be hurtful. Yet, you want to be cautious because if you're seen as spending like a drunken sailor on marketing, <laughs> and if you're see, you know, then it will rile up the people who are saying, "Why are they doing this when I'm not getting a paycheck?" Right. Um, and if you, the worst possible outcome would be you say, all right, we're going to protect the brand. We're going to let people know that we're out there. And then you screw it up. Yeah. That's, you know, the stakes are even higher ex- now. Exactly. So, you know, uh, an exam, and it's the reason why we have such a terrific following, uh, and we have so much fun and so many wonderful discussions over over time as to how to do this is because it ain't easy because it is a high wire act and you know i, I there's a, there was an example that was written up uh recently uh a an apparel company uh hell said you know what we really want to give back and we want to give back to teachers and so they said why don't we give 
a limited now in their mind it was a limited number of teachers free dresses and they had 250 dresses and they were going to give that away but when word got out that they were doing this the tra- it was lost in translation uh, one of my favorite movies with bill murray uh and so people teachers thought that this company was giving any teacher in america a dress and in, and something that that was well intentioned turned out to anger a lot of people not because who who probably hadn't read the fine print and so uh, it is so important to be extra carefully thoughtful about how you do this. The other thing that's so interesting is that it depends on what your goals are. I, I start every day now that I'm healthy again. That was when I knew I was really sick because I always have gone through <laughs> our newswire or bizwire biz every day and, uh, and caught out a lot of things and I didn't check it for a while. But it's funny how there are so many organizations, so many companies who are saying, we are giving a million dollars to X, which is an absolutely fabulous thing and an absolutely non-news item. It, it, right. It, you know, we, we, we could literally print every week a <laughs> list of the major gifts that have been given. Hundreds, yes. And, and it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of sick. I mean, it's wonderful that it's being happening, but it does say if you want to capture the imagination of folks, then you are going to need to apply uh, some marketing to what you're doing and marketing not in a, hey, come on down. Hey, we gave away $10. Yeah, we gave $10 and and buy this thing and we'll give away $10 more. Yeah. But rather, um, use some of that cleverness to get people and, 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 you know, to inspire people to lighten their load. I mean, we're, we're all living, uh, many of us are li- living in close quarters for an extended period of time with our families who hopefully we love. Uh, and, but it, 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 it it's, it's tense. So I'm going to give you a silly example because there are so many great examples of big <laughs> programs, but I just watched this morning and I thought maybe I'll get, I was curious to see whether people will disagree with me, but uh, Budweiser famous for having done a commercial in, oh, we can do it right now. What's up? What's up? Right. They did this silly, <laughs> silly commercial in which they had people sharing this tagline. And they, it's been dormant for years and years and years. And they brought it back as a primarily online video type of phenomenon. They got a number of athletes, uh, to participate, all of whom are using the same kind of technology that we're using right now, their, iPhones, their phones, yeah. <laughs> their computers. And they're having a conversation. They're, then they do the what's up, but then they do the twist which is they get a little bit more serious and they say, Hey guys, how are you? And how is your family? And basically the, the, the cut line, the end ending line is checking in on your friends and family is so important right now. And, and I thought that 
they kind of hit it well. And I know that, uh, that, that, that the company is doing a lot of other things to be supportive of it. So, I mean, so that if you only did that and you were a multi-billion dollar company and you weren't right. giving back, then I think that you'd be uh, uh, open to criticism. But I think that providing us with a little levity that is appropriate uh, at this time is, is, a, is a really good thing. You're right. And it's definitely a delicate balance. Um, Adam Warrington, which is who's a VP of CSR for Anheuser-Busch, was on the show last week. And he, yeah, he was great. And we were talking about, I said, I was so impressed by how many, like all of your brands are doing something that's purpose focused. And, you know, he kind of gave credit to his CMO, but um, yeah, no, I, that's interesting. We'll put that in the show notes too. We'll include that commercial in the show notes so people can get a little chuckle. And especially, Um, if you sign up for Engage for Good, you can get a bonus virtual video of Megan and I doing what's up for like three <laughs> minutes, which may mean that nobody, oh nobody will you sign up. You are dissuading people from signing up, David. This is like reverse motivation. <laughs> people are like, no, we'll sign up. Just don't send And if send you send up us. two people, we won't send you the video. How's that? <laughs> There you go. That's the better deal right there. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, what are you hearing from nonprofits, David, who have corporate partner campaigns right now? Are, are you are you having lots of those conversations? And what are they saying? It is um, I, I'm fi- I, 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 I'm finding that with nonprofits, um, as as it is in every other walk of life, it depends. Yeah. Uh, food bank. Uh, anti-hunger organizations, um, as an example, are flooded. I mean, yep. they're literally, I am, I, I, I've had a number of people reach out to me to help them get through to somebody and, and, and people have been yeah. very responsive, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's one of those feast or famine type of phenomena, which is, which is such a shame. Um, if you are a, uh, organization dedicated to a orphan disease, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, depending on the profile of, of your supporters, but if they are regular folks, um, it, it's a tough time to be asking people for money. Uh, when I mean, uh, the unemployment figures, Crazy. I think that they're saying one out of six workers wow. is unemployed now. I just read that this morning. So, um, uh, so it, it really, really varies. A lot of folks have pivoted, have found ways to be relevant to what is going on right now. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a time of delicacy, of relevancy, uh, making, um, and it, and, and, and it varies tremendously for nonprofits. And then, of course, they're all working from home. It is mm-hmm. such a str- I mean, it's amazing to me, frankly, what companies and causes are, a- are, are continuing to accomplish. We live in an age where this is possible. Can you imagine if this were the, Thank goodness. the 80s? No. It would be shut down. Yeah, you'd have the, the, five out of six people in employment. Yeah, well, yeah, right. But we're able to do a lot of work. So, uh, you know, that is one of the silver linings. What I'm very curious about, I, I don't know whether you're going to ask me about this, but Oh, yeah. Well, you were going to ask me a little bit more targeted, but 
I am so <laughs> curious about... David, I'm asking the questions here. Whose show is this yeah, anyway? Oh, <laughs> I know who's the boss. Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. Um, but I'm so curious what the, what the long-term implications will be in terms of how we work. I mean, I still think that it is important, not only in an efficacy point of view, but also just in terms of being social human beings, that we have the ability to get together. Uh, but I think that in a positive sense, uh, people who wanted more flexibility and able, being able to work from home uh, instead of coming into the office, I mean, there are still a lot mm-hmm. of or companies that, that said no. Yeah. And no, I, I think know. that now we've kind of... If it, it, it proven, proven, proven that it, it, it can it, happen, it, it can it, work. It can happen. <laughs> so I think the genie is out of the bottle that way. But we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, no, I definitely, I definitely think the long term implications will be interesting, jo- both from an internal perspective, like you were just talking about, but also from a purpose perspective in the world. I mean, this whole Joe and I were and Ali were talking yesterday on the book club about all of these companies that have increased the minimum wage for hazard pay, you know, people that work at grocery stores or whatever. Are they really going to take that money away from people in three months or six months or whatever? Be like, oh, thanks so much for your service. Now we're going to go back to giving you a non-living wage. Like it, it will be interesting to see kind of some of those trends that people have been pushing for. You know how that all changes. Yeah, uh, and 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 how uh, there we have a, a terrific uh, area on our website in which uh, we've assembled. Uh, a lot of the statistics that have come out in terms of yes. what has happened. Which is also crazy how many statistics yes. have come out about COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the statistics uh, that I've seen from a, a few sources, but I think the, the most uh, uh, quoted one is from Cantor Media, and they are talking about the percentage of messaging that is going on that has a a, a, a mission-driven, sort of purpose-driven uh tragedy driven right now uh uh as slant i think that uh those proportions will will re- revert more to the mean when life becomes Indeed. a bit more normal um but i but i i, I think it's, it's just once again an example of how this is relevant this is not just nice to do and if this Thing lurks in the background and changes how we live somewhat. It, it'll it'll it, that will also help help it persist. Yet there are so many amazing companies. I mean, how many retailers? I, I'm waiting for the bankruptcies to start. Mm-hmm. Not with any glee. No, but how many? Yeah. You know, I mean, this this will be. We're going to see see a lot of of, of challenged companies, and uh, so they will also be hard pressed perhaps in some cases, to spend as much on that kind of messaging. They'll, they'll be hard-pressed to spend money on any kind of messaging. Money on anything. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. Well, this has all been fascinating, David. Why don't you close out by telling us, outside of watching What's Up videos, how you are keeping your spirits high during this time? Because I know your family is lovely and entertaining and all that, but you know, you gotta, you gotta amuse yourself somehow. Well, there, so, there, What are your guilty yes, pleasures so right now? I've got two that I can cite right now. Oh, good. So... The first thing is I have a brother-in-law who every time he sees me is 
shilling for some other Netflix or Amazon Prime or something <laughs> show. And generally I go, mm-hmm, thanks. And I, I don't watch all that much. But while I was, boy, when you're in quarantine, you got a lot of time on your hands. And I have watched a show called Longmire. Longmire okay. takes place in a contemporary times and it's a in Wyoming. And Walt Longmire is the sheriff, and he still wears sort of Western gear, and he's somewhat somewhat of a throwback, and all sorts of murder mystery things. Anyway, there are six seasons of this show. I have watched, I'm midway through the sixth season. When I think of- (laughs) What are you going to do in that? When I think of all the brain cells that I have killed in the last four (laughs) weeks, it's it's a little bit scary, but I I really like the show. The other thing is, there's a different- sense of time that has taken over our lives in terms you know, we're not going anywhere mm-hmm. um you know i uh, every time i go shopping my wife wants to wrap me in uh in tinfoil and, and <laughs> bubble exactly <wrap. laughs> um and 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 I, and I don't mean to make fun of uh, of her maybe just a little but um <laughs> so we're i i am i have it actually rediscovered and so enjoy i'm cooking Oh, good for you. I, when I, long ago and far away in a galaxy far away, I used to love cooking. And I just became sort of chained to this desk and wasn't doing that. And uh, we have an Instapot that I bought about three years ago when I had another health crisis. And I, last night I made um, beef short, Korean beef short ribs. Nice. And t- come over anytime <laughs> and I will feed you. <laughs> So, although I lost 15 pounds, it's not quite 15 pounds anymore because we're eating really, really good stuff. <laughs> good for you. I love those. Those are really, really great uh, diversions. And I will include Longmire in our show oh, notes okay. so people can find that. And I may even check it out myself. All right. uh, okay, David, where can people find you online and maybe more about the Engage for Good virtual well, conference? Please like come and visit engageforgood.com. Uh, our, our program, with a few surprises left to, to be added. Uh, is all there. Uh, one of the things that has been uh, really uplifting since we announced yesterday the, uh, the the program is, you know, again, looking for the silver lining in this crazy situation. We've had people from all over the world already signed up who might, who would probably not have come to the conference because of, of the expense and time and effort. Yeah. So yeah. you are all welcome. To come on down. We're going to have a fun time. We're huge in Southeast Asia. Uh, <laughs> and I am DH at engageforgood.com and would love to hear from any and all of you who are trying to figure out how to do better work at the intersection of cause and commerce. Amazing. Well, thank you again, David. It was a pleasure to have you on Cause Talk Radio yet again. All right. And uh, we'll, uh, more to come from Engage for Absolutely. Good. So thanks again. Thank you, Megan. 